I do consent to this recording. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex Ruscha is here. And my name is Ruscha. Thank you very much for the introduction, Alex. Bernie is here. What up, what up, what up? And I think Mohanad's driving back from a cottage or something, um, which is unfortunate. I mean, it was nice that he went to the cottage. It's unfortunate timing, obviously. Anyway, uh, how is everyone? Good? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Excellent. Um, have you been watching the Olympics? Roche has. I have been watching intermittently, yes. Um, I think that uh, some, some big developments are Team Canada women have made it into the finals, which is awesome. And um, the Team the- India women's hockey team, my other team, yeah. just defeated the Aussie women hockey team, who were the Love favorites. That. And I feel very proud for Indian sports. And hopefully one day, just one day, maybe not in the distant future, we can have an Indian soccer slash football team competing for some sort of medals. Do you, would you make it into the, and I don't, this, wow. I don't mean to, you know, like when <laughs> I was, even asked the question yet. <laughs> when I was growing up, I thought when I moved to Canada, I'm going to be able to get into the Canadian national team. And like mid 90s, it probably would have been true, but obviously not anymore. But like, would you get in the squad? Um, I don't think I would. Because, I mean, I can barely, I can barely run. I mean, I played football this weekend um, against a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds. And uh, they were absolutely running rings around me. I know it's been a while since I played because of the pandemic. But I, it was really difficult just to move my legs one in front of the other. I could not make the squad. I think that's... That's ridiculous. I think I think the level of player has definitely improved in the last twenty years for the Indian team. It's just a matter of um, it's a matter of uh, how to how to market it and make it a popular sport. Because right now, the the best sports the country has is you know, badminton, field hockey, cricket, maybe some table tennis. I'm not. You sure. guys like hitting stuff. Oh, <laughs> we love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that that that's your thing. That's why like. I wouldn't mess with an Indian parent because I think the backhand, like backhand slap would be insane. Like I think in the slap Olympics, and I'm surprised that it's only these big bulky Scandinavian looking people that do these things. I think you need an Indian in that competition and I think you would blow them out the water, just saying. Parenting Olympics would be interesting. (laughs) Nigeria versus India in the finals. Really flattering, guys. I mean, I, I, guess be. I guess you're saying I'm not too bad at uh, our our own recreation league sports. No, where I was going, where I was going to bring you into this is that you are the best tennis player here. So, oh. adding to the hitting things analogy, you see where I'm going with that, Roche. So, yes. you might make the Indian tennis team. Football, probably not so much. True. Agreed. Fair no, enough. actually, not agreed. <laughs> I think our tennis team is actually pretty strong. We have uh, we have some Grand Slam winners. We have Mahesh Bhupati, Leander Pace. I don't think it's relevant for doubles, our doubles listeners. Doubles. And we just had a, an Indian American actually. He he just won the Wimbledon Boys uh, Championship this summer, just in, just in June. So All right, look out, look out for that guy. All right. Uh, well, the re- the reason I brought the Olympics up is because a uh, friend of the pod, uh, Raul Kavapali, has asked us a question and it's directed at, at Bernie but you know Roche if you have thoughts chime in um, and he says if there was an Olympic competition for cooking jollof which countries would place on the podium unbiased responses only 
the problem with this question Cameron. is that we've addressed this shut up for Shay. We we've addressed <laughs> this many times. And he just keeps asking the same question in different <laughs> ways because he wants to hear me say it. So let me say this unbiased. They did have a Jalof Olympics, I think, in Maryland, you know, in the US. And really? we did not win. We being Nigeria did not win, but you know, when there are so many of us, people just want to see us lose. Like, you know, there's so many Nigerians, a lot of haters out there. I Senegal think Raul asked for won. unbiased opinions. Well, I'm not going to give him that. I'll, I'll say that Senegal won. I think Liberia came second. No, that was complete robbery. Uh, we did make the top four, however. Um, but I will say Senegal invented it um, in actual fact. So they should technically win. And then Nigeria perfected it. So I would say that we should be challenging for the top, if not the top, all the time. This podcast will get more hits than any podcast we've ever put out if we just make the title like Nigerian admits Senegal created Jalof. Yes, and then I have to uh, delete my Twitter account. (laughs) 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 Permanently. You might get your passport revoked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get a new one right now. So (laughs) let's wait until I get it in my hand. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, you edit the podcast. So I don't know if this will be in anyway. We've got some other questions, but we'll we'll get there. I think I, there's not too much to talk about other than transfers. So, what I really want to start with is the thing that like broke latest today, which is that Chelsea are on an insane quest to buy back Romelu Lukaku. Uh, Bernie, can you remind us of the details of this? So, um, there have been rumors all summer about. Holland to Chelsea, and that was the biggest one. A lot of people thought it was going to happen because they were going to spend 150 million. Uh, they never d- indicated that they would. You know, now they're on this quest, as you said, for uh, Romelu Lukaku. And yesterday or the day before, they put in a bit of 100 million euros plus Marcos Alonso, which was unbelievable. I mean, a lot, that's basically 100 million euros, and and Marcos Alonso for free basically mm-hmm. but apparently now the latest news from Fabrizio Romano is they're going to bump it up to I believe 130 million euros and still include Marcos Alonso <laughs> or Romelu Lukaku I cannot believe this nonsense is this just me um, I don't know what, what you guys think I I think that Chelsea are Chelsea are very annoying because they will, they will have a half-depleted squad. They'll still stumble into Champions League qualification every year. Last season, they won the Champions League, okay? Mm-hmm. And even, this is even after a two-year transfer ban, or however long it was. They may make some terrible purchases in the market, and they have in the past, letting De Bruyne and Lukaku go. But even if they make a terrible purchase now, or some, some other nonsense in the transfer market, I still feel like they're going to be in contention for the top four and they're going to cheekily sweep, like, I don't know, like take a cup or something like a FA cup or make a deep run in another cup. They're just annoyingly, somehow they get it done. So, I mean, I can't criticize them. But, okay. I mean, I agree with all of that. Like Chelsea, since Tuchel came over, have been very nearly perfect. Like very nearly perfect, right? Did, Did really, really well in the league after he took over won the Champions League, barely conceded a goal. Like, they were just superb. And they clearly do need a striker because Timo Werner is a weirdo who has an aversion to scoring goals. 
and Kai Havertz is there and he scores some goals, but like not enough. And they don't seem to be to want to use Tammy Abraham, which is a bit weird. Uh, and they sold Giroud finally. So, right, you need a striker. Haaland, as we've discussed, like next season, his release clause is 70 odd million. So there'll be a bunch of clubs that will go for him then. But if you want to get him now, you could do it. You just put down 150. And I, I say, you know, you just put down 150 million, but it's Chelsea. They have all the money in the world and they seem to be willing to spend 120 on Lukaku, who is A28, B happy and settled at Inter, and C Inter don't want to sell. Although, frankly, you throw enough money at them and they might just have to because they're like, this is insane money. That's actually an excellent point you bring up. I, I know Bernie wants to say something, but I just quickly want to say you bring up the point of, does Lukaku even want to go back to the Premier League? Because he just won Serie A. He was dominating. Him and Lautaro are like Batman and Robin. Like, he's got it good. He doesn't want to go back to the Premier League. Yeah, but like 120 million. 120 million for Inter. I think he's happy in Italy and in Serie A. However, the problem is. Conte left, and Conte was the guy he came to play for, and Conte left because he saw the writing on the wall. He saw that Inter are basically broke, right? And they sold Hak- they were willing to sell Hakimi, and they definitely have said to Conte, by the way, you're not going to get any money to revamp this squad, and anyone is on the chopping block. And I think Lukaku can like Inter Milan and Italy all he wants, but he's an ambitious kind of guy. I, I, I mean, he knows, I think he knows right now this team is not going to win Serie A again. Like, I they're they're yeah. willing to sell any... I'm, I'm saying they're willing to sell anyone. So from, from now to the beginning of the season, Lataro could be gone. Like, anyone else in that team could be gone. Like, realistically. He doesn't even know what the team is going to effectively look like. If I'm Lukaku, I mean, I hate the idea of Chelsea. I would be open to generally moving on if you want long-term chance of winning something. And with Inzaghi... It's changing the whole scope of the management. It's such so in flux. I, I don't. I can see why he would leave, but to me, Chelsea isn't where I would go, and I don't think it makes long term sense for Chelsea either. That that that's where I think the problem is. No, I agree. I, I mean, the thing with with Inter though is that I don't think the the picture is quite that bad. Like he had a meeting with with Inzaghi way earlier in the summer. They they. Came out afterwards, everyone said Lukaku is staying, he's met with Inzaghi, he's happy, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, who knows whether that, how kind of genuine that was, but Inter also said the whole time, we need to sell 80 million's worth and then we're okay. They sold Hakimi for pretty much that. They made a couple other smaller sales. They've sold all that they need to sell. I think they would be very tempted to sell Lukaku for, for this kind of money because, like, that would sort you out. You'd be sustainable for the next few years just just having made that one sale. But I also think that they can they can resist it. And I think Hakimi is a big loss, but they can still very much win Serie A. I'm, like they I'm, still I'm have not... Skriniar and Bastoni and Barella, and like the team is intact apart from Hakimi. Yeah, That's it. I'm I'm not convinced because I think it's is the the team is Conte's team. Very specifically, Conte's team, especially with the old gits that, that that were brought into that team. I think whenever it's Conte does this thing where it, it becomes very difficult to manage after him, and I'm not sure Inzaghi has the chops for it. But I also think, and 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 Roche, maybe you have a thought as well. I'm I, you know how these clubs work? They don't bid unless they get an encouraging sign from the player. Like they're just not going to these days. 
So for them to even throw two bids in this thing, and they've been looking at it, we've heard about it, whispers for, for weeks now, Lukaku's probably open to it. And I'm just, to me, I just don't see why, because he's going to come come back to the Premier League. Like, like I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to come back to the Premier League if this, if this happens, right? Let's just say this happens. He's going to get ridiculed for a poor first touch. He's going to get, he's going to be called fat again. He's going to start doing that thing where he shows us his muscles because people say he's fat. He's going to get like racial all over the place. And then he's going to get upset. Like just honestly, he should just, he should stay for his own mental health. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Serie A in Italy. Stay where you're loved. Stay where you're loved. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I absolutely totally agree. I think, the only other thing I can think of is maybe Chelsea are doing this because the true transfer target is somebody else. And they're using this as a, like a chip. Um, like we were discussing recently, with big clubs, it's very hard for them to say, we're interested in this player and then not have the price of that player go up three times. So if they then say, we're interested in this player, that player's price goes up. But on the side, they're trying to work on another deal and maybe you know, before the media knows about it, trying to get a deal on that player, then, then maybe that's, that's what's happening here. That's, that's the only other thing I can think about. Sure. I mean, we will, we will find out. It does, on the face of it, though, it seems weird. But we'll, uh, we'll go to the other massive uh, striker talking point, which is obviously Harry Kane and Charlie Kane, his little weird brother, who is also his agent and only has one client. Um, he hasn't shown up to training there are multiple uh kind of stories here one is that like he'll be back by the end of the week that he's quarantining after he came back from the caribbean um that he's not coming back until spurs let him leave like all these different kind of theories are are rummaging around i mean the timing is really bad he he is he's destroyed a lot of goodwill i think with this stunt like Throughout the summer, basically, the, the kind of position from most Spurs fans seems to have been, we get it. He kind of deserves to go somewhere else and win stuff. And, you know, if we get a shit ton of money for him, fair play. But now he's pulled this. And he's just, he's just backed himself into a corner because he has no leverage. He's got three years left of his contract that he signed willingly. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh, firstly, I think I'm not in favor of what he's doing i don't i don't think this makes sense i think his brother is an idiot agent <laughs> firstly because firstly right like we were we we've been doing this pod long enough we just we said do not sign that contract whenever he signed it in like 2018 or, or whatever the hell people were wondering you know is it is it time for him in the next year to leave to united or city then or wherever it was right even Real madrid i think were touted back then and then he signed a six-year. I remember us saying this is dumb as rocks, like like to do this. He did it, so that's one strike for his brother. The second to me is this apparent focus on this gentle apparent gentleman's agreement. Like, are you insane? We saw the documentary. Like, <laughs> you were all there, buddy, buddy with Jose. Like, you did not you did not expect to leave. No, that that was not the case. And now they're making this up. And now he's pulling this really weird prima donna nonsense of not showing up for training. Which I, some people are like, well, he deserves a move. They should they should honor an agreement and let him go. I'm like, this is the talisman. This is supposed to be his club. I don't remember 
a player that, that you know, something is their club, right? Mm-hmm. Like a Skulls, Gigs, that kind Tati. of thing. Totti, exactly. Those kind of guys who abandoned their club and didn't go for training. I don't remember it. Maybe it has happened. I can't remember something like that. I I would play devil's advocate here just because I feel like the club also has to show that the club is in control. So they'll say, you know, to the player, we're going to find you two weeks wages. Mm-hmm. And that's like a huge fine, technically. So they'll make a big deal about it. Like the player is mis- you know, not conducting himself well, and they'll show that they're in control. That's the other side. I, th- yeah. I think just, just to add to that, I think that it's, it's important if, like, what do Spurs really want? Like, do they actually want the money? Or do they want to keep Kane? Because if they want the money and they want to maintain a reputation, then this just makes them look pretty stupid. But if they intend to keep Kane, then honestly, I'm a big fan of them saying, go on strike as long as you like. <laughs> We're not going to sell you. Screw off. A hundred percent. Because also, I mean, I, I, I genuinely do think that they want to keep Kane. I think if City came in with 150, 160, they'd probably say fine. But City haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as if Kane has gone on strike to say, "Oi, you haven't accepted that bid," because there was a hundred million-ish bid. So, so we think, and that's not enough. Like, if Ben White is fifty million, you're going to need to pay more than a hundred <laughs> for fucking the best striker in the world, right? Like, it it just doesn't work that way. So, it, it's it's a weird strike to go on if there isn't another bid that is significantly higher than the first one. Um, from Spurs' point of view, you can't replace him now but like you can buy another striker you can go and get Vlavic or someone but it's it's going to be a punt and yeah Roche likes this and Vlavic um but it's going to be a punt and they're going to need a year to settle and ideally you'd you'd say look stay this year we haven't received a bid that's good enough and next year if we haven't made the top four or whatever you're still unhappy you can go and by that time he'll have two years left on his contract the fee will be a bit more reasonable city will come in and pay like the Sancho thing right City will come in and pay like 80, 90, and everyone can get on with their lives. Like, I, I just think that makes way more sense. I, yeah, I, I, I had to remind myself quickly who the head coach for Tottenham was. And I <laughs> was thrilled to learn that I, I was refreshed that Mourinho was sacked at the end of the season. And it's actually Nuno Espirito Santo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, potentially a good time for Kane to leave. And I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's all I, 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 I think that's right in that. Like, it, I do think that. Kane deserves to go where he wants to go, just not this way. Because, I mean, remember that search took like two months to get them a manager. And then they mm-hmm. ended up on Nuno, which is just nonsense. Like, in comparison to what where the club says they want to be. And Daniel Levy was talking about going back to their roots and playing great football. It's like, mate, <laughs> Nuno is not that guy. Like, if, if whatever you just said... Nuno is not that guy. Like, unless you're yeah. telling me that you want to get a whole bunch of Portuguese players... Like, Nuno's not that dude. I, I think Nuno's good enough to be adaptable and maybe change. Yeah. But that's, like, you wanted Ten Hag, I think it was, right? Uh, that's the... They wanted Ten Hag, they wanted Conte. They, they were kind of all over the place. And, like, Nuno yeah. might turn out to be fine, but he certainly was only, like, the ninth choice, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and to your point, this is complicated for Harry Kane because he can do this all he wants, but this is just me, okay? If Man City end up signing Jack Grealish... I don't see it. Like, I don't see it without a federal, uh, federal is not what they say in the US, a ro- uh, in England, a royal investigation 
<laughs> because I don't know if you guys know this, but there's been under the covers um, legal wranglings between the Premier League and Man City over financial doping uh, Premier League rules. It was hush-hush, and then a judge um, uh, ruled that the media can actually talk about this now. The media is still not talking about it, but they're, they're locked in on this. So if they actually do spend $200 million on Kane and Grealish, there's no way the rest of the Premier League is going to let this slide, knowing that they're literally in, in, in court right now about financial doping. So I don't see Kane going there if they do this Grealish thing. I, I don't see it. I almost want them, I almost, part of me wants them to sign both of them, not with the league. I think that would be the funniest possible outcome <laughs> of this whole situation. That means my lot will win the league, but so we'll take it. Funniest outcome, yes, but if they get them both, they're definitely winning the league. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if they get them both, it's over for everyone, but, but it would be funny if they didn't. Oh, they still might not win the Champions League, but that, <laughs> they, they, they do seem allergic to that. Yeah. Yes. I was really um, happy with Chelsea's performance, yes. But uh, we, we got a question from Don Yaya, just to go back to the Lukaku thing a little bit, um, who says, uh, well, two questions. One, if you were Thomas Tuchel, would you prefer Lukaku or Haaland, keeping in, mon- keeping in mind that uh, Abramovich fires coaches for fun? Um, and, okay, well, we'll answer that one first, and then we'll get to number two. I prefer Holland. Not, not, not for any slight on Lukaku. They both get goals. But again, I want a younger player who is going to listen to my instructions. Obviously, Lukaku will. But a younger player who's more amenable. But also, you have to back yourself as a manager to be there long term. <laughs> like you can't just think he's going to sack me next year. So let me just get like this twenty-eight-year-old. Like no, back yourself a little bit. Yeah, and but... I go for Holland personally, and as a club, I go for Holland too. Like long-term gains. That's, as, as a club, sense. yes. But you remember what Tuchel said uh, when he met Abramovich after the Champions League final? Well, he'd never seen him until that day. He'd ne- well, a he'd never seen him until that day, and b it only goes down from here. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows what he knows what he's in for. Um, Roche, any thoughts? No, no thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, question two uh, from Don Yaya. Uh, not sure if you've seen Kevin Hart and Snoop having fun with the Olympics commentary. Who would be the most entertaining duo to host a weekly Premier League highlights show? I thought about this uh, what, as soon as I saw it on Twitter. And um, Jason Sudeikis, our very own Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah. But he has to do it in character. Like oh, in Ted oh, Lasso yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. I want that. And then I thought Mike Tyson. Only because... Uh, he, he has a podcast, which is amazing, by the way. Really? Uh, he spits a lot of wisdom on that thing. Those are really good picks. Um, I'm going to have to go with... Ooh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I really wanted to say a, a football name, but I know we can't. No, no. you're not allowed. Not allowed. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh... First thought, first thought, first thought, first thought. Section 10 Volker. Taylor Swift. Wow! And, <laughs> and that British guy on that show. Um, wow. You know, there's, that, there's that British talk show, that older guy. Wow. Silver Fox. <laughs> wow. Alex, do you know who I'm talking about? Graham no. Norton. What? Anyway, he's some, uh, uh, some Richard, some, I don't know. Anyway, he's like the Silver Fox old dude. David Attenborough. <laughs> Definitely not David Attenborough. 
I don't know. I think David Attenborough and Taylor Swift presenting Premier League Weekly would be, would be that, would, that, that would also be on match of the day. Oh my goodness! Taylor Swift is like, what is that? What does happen? And Daniel James with the speed of a gazelle. <laughs> yes, Attenborough, Taylor Swift. We see the traditional number nine becoming endangered. <laughs> Is she the one who sings that song like we're never ever getting back together or whatever? Yep. Okay. So when when eventually when, if Harry Kane leaves uh, Spurs, you can she can sing that song live on air, or she can sing it ironically about Lukaku, <laughs> who's back. Yeah, I like that. So Taylor Swift would actually be really good for when the fan chants start, and she actually starts singing the fan chants in her own way. Yeah, just mic her up. It would also be good if, if she started singing like when a ref pulls out a yellow card and you know when they like indicate like ah oh, look I've got no choice I've, I've got to card you and she starts going oh look what you made me do. <laughs> Did you see uh, on the weekend my uh, Kevin Friend gave a yellow card to the crowd because they sang you're just a shit Mike Dean. <laughs> yeah. They were so happy they were so happy when he gave him the yellow. Like, I, I would pay body. money. I'd pay money to hear uh, Taylor Swift do a rendition of "You're Just a Shit, Mike Dean." I, I, that would I be would great. Um, I have chosen uh, Russell Brand, but not like current, like Buddhist meditation Russell Brand. I want like old school on a lot of drugs Russell Brand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've also got a Ted Lasso character who would need to be in character. Uh, Juno Temple, the woman that plays Keely. Mm. I think Keely and Russell Brand would be bloody hilarious. I can see it. I can see it. On, yeah. on, on Ted Lasso, Roche, I know you haven't seen the show, but all I'm going to say to you is Roy Kent. <laughs> all right. It's on my to do list, and I, I really want to watch this. Think of Roy Keane, and I'm telling you, Roy Kent. And then yep. think of what you just said about football personalities doing this. That's all I'm going to say because it's pure gold. <laughs> It really is. It really is. All right, let's uh, let's do the other other oh. transfer stuff. Oh, oh sorry, Alex, Roche, go on. It, it was the Graham Norton show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Graham Norton's great. Yeah, he'd be brilliant. I still yeah, want so... Attenborough though. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred years old, literally amazing. Um, all right, let's uh, let's finish up with Spurs. They they've sold Joe Hart to Celtic, uh, and this baffles me on, on a number of levels. One is that. Uh, that any club was willing to give Joe Hart 15 grand a week for like three years, I think. Um, a friend of the pod, Dan Rouse, was telling me that um, the contract is like a three or four year contract for Joe Hart. Um, wow. He literally can't save shots, which is, you know, a major requirement for a goalkeeper. Um, it's just baffling. I don't know what Celtic are doing. <laughs> uh, it is Celtic, mate. Uh... And I think maybe the player also wanted wanted a part of this. He wants to play. Sure. Maybe he'll get some games up in Scotland. You'd hope so. He's probably their best paid player. At 15k a week? Well, he'll be up there. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm being a knob. But, like, I can't, you know, wages are lesser there. Um, and then uh, Spurs finally, well, it's not officially announced, but we got the here we go from Fabrizio. So, um, Christian Romero. It's finally signed another another fifty million centre back in this transfer window. Um, I think it's a good move. It's certainly better than all the centre backs they currently have. But the thing is, 
unless you sign another one, he's still going to have to play a lot of games next to like either Davinson or or Eric Dyer, and that kind of ruins things a bit. But it's it's a good move. We know how much Mohamed loves Davinson Sanchez. Mm-hmm. I I just I'm I'm so sad because Davinson Sanchez cost forty one million. Firstly, <laughs> yeah. like, that's ridiculous. But like. I know we've talked about this, but it's just sad to me that center back position is just dead. Like, there's not enough talent. So when there's anyone who's remotely talented, they go for 50 million. Like, come on. We used to live in a world where everyone, like, there was a time where there was John Terry, Saul Campbell, Rio and Vidic, Carvalho, Nesta Canavaro. Like, everyone had uh, an elite center back. Every single team of of repute. Now they have three? (laughs) <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah yeah it actually is like now Real Madrid don't have any <laughs> yeah like their main centre-back is David Alaba who's only been playing centre-back for like two years yeah like this is this is, <laughs> this is unreal how, how ridiculous this is but anyway it's the the game is the game uh and Varane is the United player, and we have the best centre back in the world. But anyway, wow. uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, You've I've changed gone your full, tune. I've gone full banter now. Like you bought like, in. I give you the reasonable Bernie one week, and I'll give you the unreasonable tribalist fan the next. Like, just switch <laughs> it up so you don't know which one you're gonna get each week. Okay, just, just, just making a disclaimer here. Uh, I know Bernie's getting caught up in the hype. No, but for me personally, this season, I will not be caught up in the hype. Even if we're on match day 37 and we've won 37 games in a row, I'm still not going to be, I'm, I'm still going to think that we're going to lose this league. Dear uh, listener, that's, that's, that is a massive lie. It, it, it <laughs> is a lie, but it's probably a, a good way to be, but it is a hell of a lie. Yeah. At that point, by, you've won the league. <laughs> if any of our players score a goal, I will not celebrate until they have broken Wayne Rooney's record. All of them. Yeah. Um, okay. We're kicking Rache out of the out of the pod for I, <laughs> spreading I, lies I, and fake news I, and misinformation. I'm taking, I'm taking the monks route for inner peace because I can't do the week in week out banter. I find Listen, that it t- shaves ears off my life. If if you can successfully do that, I will massively respect it. I just I just don't believe it for a, for a second. Yeah, not 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 for a second. No. I'll see. Let's see how long this goes. Okay. Um, um, we, we should touch a little bit more on. Uh, the Canadian women's final on Thursday against Sweden because yeah, sure. we got some measure of revenge on the U.S. ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that uh, that was not a penalty, but we'll take it. Yeah, that's not, that's horrible. Not, that's not horrible. horrible. Actually, a great run. The attacker she really bought that penalty. Lovely Made run. A, a run. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is there VAR in the Olympics? I actually don't know. They used no. VAR to make that call. Brilliant use of VAR. <laughs> Brilliant use of VAR. I, I will say this. It's been a very encouraging time, in my opinion, for Canadian football. Because there was the mm-hmm. Gold Cup semi, which I feel the Canadian men were robbed. I don't want to talk about them too much because I'm talking about the women here. They were robbed. It was like 12 minutes injury time. For what? wherever they found that, I yeah. don't know. A fight broke out. And I thought that the Canadian men were extremely competitive against Mexico, which bodes very. well for the future of, of Canadian football. But then the women go to the final of the Olympics, beating the overwhelming favorites, the Americans. And Christine Sinclair, the GOAT, uh, gets her chance to cement her GOAT status uh, 
Oh, I mean, I know Canada, but I'm just going to say in the game just because we're, we're, oh, very, 100%. we're very biased. She's still the, the leading international goal scorer, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she so. is. Do we think they'll do it? The Sweden, I know they've got uh, a hell of a team. How old is she? 36, I think. She, she's like a Zlatan. Oh, oh, sorry. I should not even say that. Never mind. She's an uh, amazing stalwart who's been around for like three decades, basically, for Canada. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, she absolutely deserves to win this. I mean, as do the rest of the team. Like, you know, Janine Becky's been amazing. Dish Buchanan. Like, there are a lot of senior players there that have done brilliantly, and and the younger players like Fleming and and stuff are coming through now too. But I I don't know. I don't know enough about Sweden. I have to say, like, I think they're ranked fifth. They're clearly a good side. I think it's going to be very even, based on on the little that I've seen of Sweden. Like, I've watched the Canada Canada games, and they've been good i would they haven't kind of blown teams away but, but yeah i don't know what to expect from the swedes i yeah i think i i, I don't know um enough as well i know that uh what's her name uh at hederberg i don't think she's part she's not part of this um so there's that but the canadian team has been very sort of not catanach is not the word i'm looking for but resolute is the word i'm looking for more so they do have an english is. manager they've been pragmatic <laughs> well maybe they should get potter next time in that case <laughs> uh but you know let's hope they do it because that's this is the only thing that could interest me in these olympics like <laughs> the nigerian men's basketball team failed and so did the women's or whatever i don't care about anything else but the canadian women's uh, football team uh if they do win, we have to find a way to do um, uh, what's it called? A parade. Even though they don't do that for the Olympics, but hey, I think it was it's deserved enough that they do a parade for that team. I think that would be great. New York got to have their moment when the the women's team won the World Cup. This wouldn't be quite as big, but you know, given what we what we pulled off of the Raptors, I think we can do something. You know? Yeah, just it could be the size of the one that we did for. TFC, which is like a couple thousand people that showed up, and it still looked pretty impressive with the right camera angles. <laughs> right camera angles. Very important. I love that. <laughs> we need to go on a wave. <laughs> Josie will be there. 100% Josie would be there. Yes. Yes. Um, um, what else, Alex? Are we out of questions? Or? Uh, no, we, we have another one, but I, I want to get to it in a bit. Um, but there, there's something I need to get off my chest. Guys. Oh no! Um, oh. It's, it's something that's been bor- uh, bothering me for years. Uh, oh my god! Uh, and it's it's only getting worse. Uh, What's about to happen? Yeah, here we go. Granite Jacker needs to get out of my life. <laughs> oh, he needs to get what? out of my life. I I've spent most of this summer being told that he was on the verge of leaving and signing for Roma and him and Mourinho could sod off in their little corner being utterly incompetent together. <laughs> and now he's back. And my club is offering him a new contract with more wages, more wages. <laughs> As he gets older, we're going to give him more money to be bad at football. Is he still captain? Yeah. No, no. Oddly, wow. so, I can't tell you who is. Uh, Obamiang, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Which He's just such, such a non-captain that it doesn't really even come to mind. Um, but, but 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 all of this obviously is because Thomas Partey is injured again. 
No. Surely. No, I mean, th- this kind of happened before that because remember Xhaka played in the game. Like, he, he came back to us. He wasn't going to. He was going to fly straight to Portugal to join up with the Roma squad. I, I don't understand this on many levels. I don't understand this from Roma, who spent the whole summer thinking that they were going to buy him but bidding 12 million euros. And, like, listen, I hate Xhaka more than most people, so I would have sold him for three. I don't care. I'll, I'll take him. I'll wheel him there in a wheelbarrow. Whatever. Just get the wages off the books. Bring me a new, a new central midfielder. I don't care. But 12 million euros is objectively very cheap. Like, up it a little bit. You, they could have got this done. They could have got this done. They just spent 20 million euros on, I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but an Uzbek striker from Genoa. 20 million euros on a guy who scored, I think, eight goals in Serie A last season. So, like, there's some money there. They spent 11 million euros on Rui Patricio, the 33-year-old Portuguese goalkeeper who is, you know, Mohamed thinks he's terrible. I think he's average at best. The point is there was money to spend and they weren't willing to spend it on Granit Xhaka, which, you know, is weird if you spend your summer pursuing him and Mourinho makes it very clear that he wants him. Just strange. And then from an Arsenal perspective, he said he wanted to leave. Arsenal were clearly willing to sell him. Like, how can you go back now? It's weird. It's like taking your ex back. It's just, it's so strange. I don't and understand any of it. more money. It's yeah. like, this I'm is actually very, music. To be honest, very just listening to this saga, it's <laughs> actually, I would not stand for it. Let's just put it that way. Even though, as a fan, we're completely powerless. But honestly, what is this? This is Rache, a complete breach of morals. <laughs> Rache, here's, here's what made it so much funnier, okay? So, <laughs> on that day, I, I tweeted Alex all through the day, okay? So, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I woke up and I saw that Jacka was staying, and I was like, <laughs> my thoughts and prayers are with Alex, okay? And then, they, and then we heard Bellerin was staying, and I was like, <laughs> my thoughts and prayers are with Mohanan. <laughs> And then there was no movement from like Fabrizio went off. He's like, there's no agreement between Al Hilal and William. I was like, ah! <laughs> this, is, this is brilliant. And then they lost in the friendly to Chelsea, where there was a goal ruled out that was clearly over the line, yeah. like from Willock. It was the single greatest day in Arsenal banter history. <laughs> and and Jacka scored the goal. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, listen, it, Arsenal have made some decent signings. Uh, ben White is a good signing, I think. Uh, Lukonga and Tavares are young players. They're, they're the right kind of moves, right? You can you can see them working out well. Happy with that. Edu has not managed to sell a single player. Like, Seb Kalasinac is still there. Hector Bellerin is still there. Granit Xhaka is still there. Mustafi he had to give away for free. Like, and, you know, we can all understand why. But... <laughs> Willian, still there. Inketia, still there. He literally hasn't been able to sell a single player. And listen, I know no one has any money. We get this. But like, you have to adjust your expectations. If you put Granite Xhaka up for sale, the whole world knows he's for sale, right? Roma are in for him. Everyone can see that he's for sale. And literally no one else in the world is making a bid. No one. The only person that made a bid is Jose Mourinho and his ability to spot talent like fell off a cliff years ago. We know this. He thought he Eric Dyer was was really good. So, never. you know, Rache, this is when Rache, this is when you go to Football Manager, right? And then you're tired. You hate someone so much 
that you just go transfer some offer to clubs and you put the fee at like five million. It's like I just don't care. Get out of my club. Mate, I do that for a lot of people. And honestly, I think a lot more football clubs should do this. Case in point. Yeah, I would love I, to see a terminated contract. Like Phil Jones? I, I think you could that contract. Young. Hey. young, I would have terminated his contract. Well, we, we made one point two million. <laughs> But, but to, just to put in perspective, right? I actually like this guy, but Twenzebe, for example, there's no future for him at the United. There's just none. <laughs> but apparently, like, there's a $5 million loan fee that we're putting on his head, and Newcastle are, are thinking about it. And I'm just like, you want to add another $2.5 million, take him for, like, take him, like, you know, for yeah. the sake of his career and for my balance sheet? Why not? Like, what are you doing a $5 million loan fee for? Let's talk about a couple more million. You can have the guy. Like, what is this? I don't understand what these clubs are doing. Like this loan with option to buy, they're like, take him and we might get, let you like only pay half his wages with the hope that he plays so well that you can buy him. Meanwhile, the guys typically go over there and just chill <laughs> and then come back and they're like, okay, so what's happening now? Like it's ridiculous. It is weird. I think a lot of clubs are banking on having more money next year and so they're trying not to put money down now and they're trying to like loan players and pay next year after a year of having stadiums full and what have you but it's just there are so many clubs that have players hanging about that they have to sell and they're not getting anywhere and so either clubs are going to have to adjust their expectations or like there's going to be loads of squads this season with unhappy players just hanging around mm-hmm which is going to ruin a lot of a lot of teams' chances. Yep, yep, yep. Often, I will say, often getting rid of the right players is just as important as bringing the right ones in. You know, because uh, an atmosphere is easily ruined. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, there's also talk on yeah, you know, different club at United. They want to get rid of like ten players or something, something crazy like that this summer. It makes a big difference. You don't want Marcos Rojo and Sergio Romero in the corner <laughs> for the next five seasons, do you? Did you, you see done? Rojo with the fire extinguisher? Yeah. He, he tried to murder, like, one of the opposition players with a fire extinguisher. Love it. Love it. Yeah, that was that was class. Um, one conversation we were having earlier today is, what are Liverpool doing? Anyone got a clue? What are Liverpool doing? Obviously, Canate has come in. They've re-signed Fabinho to a new deal. They're working on new deals for Alisson, Mane, allegedly. So they're trying to tie everyone down, but, like, I knew that they were struggling financially, but like this is ridiculous, like this level because, uh, and and also it's a, it's a, it's a case of are you even trying to shift people? Because Firmino, Firmino and Mane should be on the block. Whether someone buys them or not is a different thing, but they should be like available for sale, in my opinion. Like Jota can Jota should come in. Like, I love Mane. I think Mane is a good player. But I'm saying in this era, in this market, right, you got to look at who can I sell and who should I sell. Those guys are 29 between them. Jota's good enough to start. Move one of them to make funds to buy other players that you need, for example, in midfield and maybe, I don't know, another defender or something. Whatever you need, you can do this thing. But you got to do it right. And they haven't done a thing. I don't disagree, but I, I, I... When we, when we were just talking about how no one's spending money and no one's buying, like, who do you sell those guys to for any reasonable type of money? 
who's coming in and giving you like 50 million for for those guys so that you can go out and reinvest because if you if you do take the risk of selling those huge players who have been huge components of your success for the last few years you better be damn sure that you can get someone really bloody good in and if no one's offering you the money for those guys you've pissed them off by offering them out and then you know what i mean the problem is wages because dortmund just spent 30 million on daniel marlin eh, they, they take a money but like they probably can't afford his weekly wages is the, is the big thing money is still a good player come on of course. Be real. of course oh he's a great player i just i just think if if you're if i'm this is this is the thing that directors of football have to do right <clears throat> you have to look at the future not just how good are you now mm-hmm. and what can, what returns can i get so that i can maximize the rest of my team right so you look at it and you go okay like yeah i'd sell you it, it's a little bit like and this is this might sound like blasphemy but i think in 06 or 07 when arsenal were ex- were amenable to the sale of Thierry Henry like they would have kept him absolutely he wanted to go we know that but also you can get 25 30 million for Henry at that time that in theory <laughs> you can use to reinvest they didn't do that at that time properly but in theory you could do that there, there's always a time that you can do these things and I think Mane's time is now Firmino's time is definitely now but no one's gonna buy that guy so I get it but Mane's time should have been now I just yeah I just I guess maybe Bayern as I've just been trying to think of anyone that might be able to afford these guys like maybe Bayern Juventus. Do they need him? Not well, really. Juventus would do a two-year loan with <laughs> obligations. <laughs> <to buy. laughs> Listen, they can't even afford Locatelli. It's not happening. Is that so for uh, for me now, there? For for any of them? Yeah. Any oh. of them? I would take for me now. He's he's a solid player. Here's a at question. United? No, 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 not at United. Uh, oh, like just in your, in your five-a-side team. In my five-a-side team, or if I was any other, you know, Everton or whatever. I know they're super big rivals. <laughs> Imagine Benitez, Benitez's first signing is for a <laughs> Liverpool player. Here, here's a question. If you're Inter Milan, right? Like, I know the merry-go-round is Zapata and Abraham to Athletic, which is just nonsense, in my opinion. Um, but uh, if you're Inter Milan, why not go, okay, I got 100 million euros for... Uh, Lukaku and Marcus Alonso. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna throw 50 million euros at Liverpool for for both Firmino and Mane. To like two yeah. for the price of one. I think Would that's you, fair. I'd do that. Oh yeah, that 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 that's one way you can guarantee you'll you'll get enough goals and creativity. Yeah. The only thing is, the only thing is, will they play in a system? Oh, you work it out. You get the players and then you work it out. It's I it's think. Lataro and Mane and Firmino. They've done this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've done this front three thing before. Yeah. They they also they find out this week whether Ericsson can continue playing football, which I think will be very, very interesting. Um, I, yeah. On the one hand, I feel like, why would you even bother risking it? Like, you just, you literally died on the pitch. You're, what, like 30 years old. You've just won a title. You've got all the money in the world. Well, you played for Spurs for most of your career, so maybe you don't, but like you've got enough. Um, why risk it? But equally, at the same time, you're like, this is this is all that you know and love, apart from your family. And if they said, if they gave you the go-ahead, you'd be very tempted, right? To quote Ted Lasso, well, the show, and Danny Rojas, football is life. Yeah. Like, it just is. 
Yep. It, it literally just is. So it really is. It, it's I don't know. I mean, I, I could go on a dialogue and a poem about football right now. But as we disclosed earlier, I'm on my pious journey for the whole season. Let's see how long it lasts. If I make it through three match days, I would have done extremely well. So, so... I, I do enjoy how Roche has turned talking about Christian Eriksen living or dying into about his pious <laughs> journey. Roche's like, this is very deep content. I'm going to sit on the fence because of my, my pious journey. <laughs> oh, uh, fun fact for our listeners. Our FPL league is open again. Create yep. your teams. Yep. We're uh, tweeting out the, the link to that on the regular. So keep an eye out for that. Um, there is no prize, but your pride. <laughs> but, uh, you know, given that, given that I'm taking this pious journey, the only mm. area that I can show passion or talk shit it's basically going to be FPL. Okay, okay. Can we be real about something, Roche? Mm. Because this pious journey of yours is going to take the exact same uh, path as your FPL journey, which is you're going to start off very strong <laughs> and very pious, and then you're going to forget that you even came up with this nonsense, <laughs> a third, a third into it, and we're all going to laugh at you for just being, yeah, you. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Wow. All right. Absolutely accepted. All right. I look, I look I look forward to, to the meditative Rana throughout this season. Except for FBL, that is. Sure. Right. Um I guess the, the one player Liverpool have been linked with is Jonathan David. Uh this would be distressing for Bernie. I, I wouldn't much care. I'd, I just want to see him go somewhere good and be brilliant. But I know I know you would hate it. I would I would hate it. Severely, he's my number one option for striker next season. <laughs> like everyone's screaming his Holland stuff, I'm like, I want nothing new with Raiola. Like I want, I want JD. I, I want that. I want yep. Canada in, in, at Man United. That's what I'm here for. We lost yep. Owen Hargreaves, technically not a Canadian kind of Canadian, but whatever. <laughs> he was Canadian enough for me. I know, I know he angered a lot of people, but I had no issue with his decision. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, that's all I got, I think. I mean, th- there's James Madison, but I, d- I don't really want to talk about that. I think you're. I think you're good without that. I think it was it was a train that was full of hype for a bit, and nah, I don't think you should be into that. Oh, I think it's going to happen. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, then we won't we won't go any further than that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do that if if and when we absolutely have to. Uh, any anything else? Um, I will say quickly that I really enjoy the questions coming in from our listeners. I'm happy to answer them on the next pod that I'm on. Hopefully, it's oh. next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do have one more thing. I need to make a, a an apology, and that is because it wasn't sitting well with me because I was like, how the head of Hegerberg something's not right here and i was like she's not swedish is she's she? not swedish she's norwegian <laughs> so uh i want I to apologize to because i was like she would be here and <laughs> it didn't make sense i looked at it so i want to apologize to all the swedish women out there of whom i don't know any but any of if you're listening she is norwegian um wait, I apologize, apologize to the norwegians to too yeah i was like watch i apologize to the swedish oh maybe they don't like norwegian so i'll apologize to the norwegians as well oh yeah that's all sure well, him and his family, his daughter, his wife. I apologize to them for getting that wrong. And uh, yeah, now I even more so want Canada to beat Sweden. 
if that made any sense. Sure, why not? Yeah. Go go Canada. Yeah. Oh 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 sorry. One more question. Oh. One more question. Hmm. I was uh, perusing Arsenal Twitter one day. <laughs> there we go. I, I don't know why you that is a dangerous well, activity. Well, well well this is good. This is good because and this is in line with Ada Hegelberg, right? Okay, so she won the Ballon d'Or that year. Remember that whole thing? Mm-hmm. And of course, there's Marta. I'm talking about legends here, right? Because we call Christine Sinclair the GOAT. And Arsenal Twitter called Vivian Maidama. Miedema. Miedema. They called her the GOAT. She's really good. Now, her GOAT record is ridiculous. Yeah. This I know. Her GOAT record is absolutely ridiculous. Who is the GOAT? I, I mean, look. And like, forget Mia Ham. Let's just say the goat of like the current people right now who are still playing right now. It's, I mean, it's really tight between Marta and, and Sinclair. Like, look, Miedema is amazing and she mm-hmm. will be the goat at some point. I have absolutely no question about that. She's just not old enough to be the goat yet. She's still like, what, 23, 24? Is she, where's she from? She Dutch? What Dutch I, why is that yeah. in my head? Okay, good. I got yeah, she's Dutch. Right. Uh, they'll um, never win anything, so she'll never be the goat. Holland never win anything. They've been surprisingly good at the Olympics. I've been—I didn't know they were that athletic. I knew they were tall and lanky, but anyway, it's translated well. Um, yeah, I, I just she will be the goat, but she's not not yet. So why aren't the any of the Americans in this conversation? So forget Rapino, uh, Charlie Lloyd, Morgan. Alex what's what's Morgan. her first name? Alex Morgan. Rochelle, you like yeah. Alex Morgan? Why is she not in this conversation? Why don't keep talking? Uh, um, I think that's a really good question. Probably about my pay grade, uh, but I will say that I think that the U.S. women's national team—they have won a lot of competitions. Um, they obviously are a winning team. At least they have a lot of win- winning trophies on their history. But I don't know. For some reason, it's it's hard to, you know, because they're such a team-oriented. <laughs> team-oriented team. Mm. How do you say? Teammate-oriented. It's like, like team chemistry. No one specifically stands out for their skill. More, they're like a system, right? Like more so than. Yeah, I mean, you had like your Abby Wambach, your big hitman, or sorry, hit woman up top, and like the Canadian equivalent of the Abby Wambach for the U.S. is you know, Christine Sinclair. Mm-hmm. That's like your your big hit woman up top. But then the rest of the team is kind of like a team of uh, very balanced individ- individuals that come together and. If you watch women's football, I actually really enjoy the sequences of passing that they put together. If you compare that to the men's game, the male players try to take on players a little bit more, beat them for pace. But in the women's game, they actually look for the geometry. They look for the, you know, off the ball runs, making through passes. It's, mm-hmm. it's really pleasant to watch. So maybe that's why single players like uh, Alex Morgan and, and so on won't get uh, so much uh, so much of a shout out. It's like a thought. But on the other hand, you have yeah. like your Martas for Brazil, who are like, okay, well, which Brazil uh, ladies player do you know? And it's like Marta. But that's yeah. also because she appears in commercials. <laughs> no, I, I think the team aspect is a fair point. Uh, I think it is. Um, I was just looking at the, the goal records, Marta and Alex Morgan, and they're both phenomenal. Uh, like Morgan has 111 in 185 for the US, and Marta has 112 in 163. Brazil. So Marta's record is a little bit better, but like both phenomenal. But neither is quite as good as Christine Sinclair. So yeah, yeah. With, with our professional bias, that's where we're rolling with that. <laughs> yep, hundred percent. Also, uh, while we're on women's sports, I just want to quickly shout out that uh, all the women's teams for all of my teams, including the Indian women's hockey team, 
the Indian women's cricket team, the Canadian women's soccer team, are all doing fantastically well. I don't know what the men are. They're, you know, they're, I think they're watching the women. That's what's happening. For the most part, uh, the, the Canadian men have a couple of excellent sprinters, DeGrasse, Aaron, but the rest of them, yeah, just chilling. Uh, sorry, we did have one more question. Uh, let's, let's rattle through it. Um, my apologies, I, I nearly missed this, but uh, Colin Crawford at CLNCRWFD, as I've said before, Colin Crawford, but without the vowels. Um, you can work it out. Uh, how funny is it on a scale of one to 10 to watch Real Madrid and Barcelona keep being bad transfer idiots? I'd peg it at eight. Very funny, but there could be more. He's so, he's so harsh. Eight? I'm giving this a 9.5 on the funny scale. <laughs> this is beautiful. It's, it's beautiful to see these. We've been talking about them being a financially doping, financially poor, making nonsense moves for a decade in actual fact, being propped mm -hmm. up by uh, General Franco's army and Lionel Messi. <laughs> like, this is, the, the chickens have come home to roost, baby, and I'm here for it. I'm here the Catalan separatists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was there was the uh, the leak the other day that that showed us how much Real Madrid are paying David Alaba, which is what 111 million over five. I mean, this is a baseball contract. Like, it's an insane amount of money for he's good. We all love David Alaba, excellent player. But like, is he worth 111 million to you over a few years? No. Real Madrid signed David Alaba on a five-year 111 million contract euros. Yeah. I think that's that's quite that. That's unbelievable. I mean, it, it's an insane contract. Like, I, yeah, he's a great player. Him. But at 29 years old, I, I just don't understand the reason to spend that kind of money on him and then have to sell Varane for 35 million. 28 year old Varane, too. Not give money to Ramos. I mean, I understand that, but like, it's just bad. Man. It's just really bad. And then claim that the Super League's the only way out. Yeah, like if you don't like if you don't want to lose Varane, how does this, how, why do you give him? Because Varane was on a hundred thousand a week, by the way. That was what he mm. was on, and you're giving this guy like triple. Like, <laughs> and he's older. I don't get it. Like what? Like when? And then you're like baffled that like Varane wanted to leave. It's like, mate. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> if I was Varane, I'd be like, uh, excuse me, look at this. Look at this. Look at look at this and look at this. What yeah. doesn't make sense here, Florentino? Look like look at these two things. Come <laughs> on, help me here. One of these <laughs> is not like the other. We we did joke that like Alaba was in negotiations with Real Madrid. And it was like, okay, so I'll be in central defense. I'll, I'll play next to Varane every week. Yes, okay, give me ten million a week. And then Perez was like, No, actually you will be playing next to Nacho. And Alaba had to be like, I want double. Give me double the money. I, I'm, I'm gonna do double said... the work. I'm convinced they said, David, you play left back, you play center back, and sometimes you play uh, DM. We, we want you to play all those positions in the game, so we're going to pay you accordingly. We're going to pay you three players' contracts because you're going to play three positions in a game. That, and, uh, and we need, we need you to do this because we insist on playing Marcelo. <laughs> <laughs> and make him captain. <laughs> but, uh, Unbelievable. But let's turn to the, to the Barcelona aspect. The funniest thing to me about this is, and I, I don't know whether this is still, I know this is still partly the case, but like they still haven't been able to register Messi. I honestly don't know whether they've been able to register Aguero or Depay. I know Depay has played in a friendly because he scored that good goal, but I don't 
know that they're actually able to register their players for the league unless they make a bunch of money, which they do not appear to be making from player I think, sales. I think there's going to be like a big loan that comes in from some American hedge fund or something that bails them out in the end that, that mm. they're banking on. Mm. But my real concern with Barcelona is that clearly even Nike have had enough of them probably <laughs> like not fulfilling their end and, and, and whatever because the design of the kits like Nike are like we don't want to associate ourselves with you broke bitches like right. here's, here's <laughs> the worst kit that we can design <laughs> it's so they, bad. they got their intern to go on Photoshop and just or paint Microsoft paint <laughs> Nike were like Messi might not be here give them the shit because <laughs> it's so horrible I can't it's believe honestly, it it's honestly awful it's honestly oh, awful. Oh God! Who approved of this? I need I need their badge number. I need their Wi-Fi password taken away. I need everything taken away from their lives. Everything. I've got a strange feeling it might have been PK. I feel like I don't know if you've seen his his collection of weird selfies lately, but also I feel like he has more power at the club than he really should for a player. And like he's just going to walk into a sporting director role at some point, and I feel like he's he'll have volunteered to like approve the kits or something, and there was no one else there because Laporta had everything else to deal with. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, Gerard, you you deal with the kits, and well, Gerard Piquet's approved it. It might have been because Gerard Piquet, remember, he was like, if I have to leave in order to fix this, I will leave, and he went, I'll just become the kit man. <laughs> But then they were like, actually, we just signed Eric Garcia, who's not much better than you, so you have to play. <laughs> He's like, fine, but I am going to shave and take a selfie every three minutes. 10 out of 10 on the comedy scale. 10 out of 10. Unreal. All right. <sighs> I think we better leave it there. Uh, there will be more comedy next week, I'm sure. Roche, thank you very much. Adios. Good luck on your pious journey. Bernie, thank you. Ciao. We'll see you next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.